Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 236 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm flying solo today. Lauren is not able to join me because we've had a week of it. Some of you may know that our daughter had surgery uh, last week. She had her tonsils and adenoids removed. She's been, I mean, the recovery from that kind of operation is is pretty rough, and she's been waking up a lot in the night. And so we have also been waking up a lot in the night it's meant that we are very sleep deprived right now and we have really struggled to find a recording slot to get the podcast out where we can both be available. We did try last night and we got about sort of five or six minutes in and Ali woke up and we just couldn't we just couldn't finish the recording. So we had really thought about cancelling this episode just because it was so hard for us to find a time slot. But I decided that, you know what? We've always persevered and tried to get something out for you guys to listen to. And so I'm going to fly solo again. And it's very reminiscent of when around Lizzie was born and I had to do a couple of episodes by myself. And today I thought since I'm going to be going uh, solo, I'm going to be talking about boss battle music. Specifically, I'm going to run through some of my top five boss battle pieces. These aren't going to be in in order of my preference. They're going to be in order of release. And I think there's going to be some interesting choices for you guys to listen to and some also interesting omissions. It could be a slightly short episode on that basis day. We'll see how things go. Uh, I don't know how much time I'm going to have. So I'm going to try and keep things quite brief when I'm talking about the various aspects of music um, and also just kind of why I like the pieces. And yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. Before we get onto that discussion, though, I do want to give some shout outs to our executive producers on Patreon. You guys are awesome and you obviously enable us to carry on doing what we're doing. And I'm going to kick things off with Lewis James. Then Zach Duranto, Rachel Castadon at Urban Young Ray, Barry Norton at Nortron Zero, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Trailman at Akira Namejin, Miles Ribbons, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Thorin Bullen at Massacre23, Tom Hughes at Tom Hughes underscore 22, Yam Potato, Noah Luttrell, Ryzen, Sam Ennis, Chris Willis, Fayez Bilal, Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus, Freya Stella, Lauren Luscombe, Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA, Michael Lilu, and last but not least, we have a new Patreon supporter called Timmy Turner's Babysitter. Thank you for choosing to support us. Okay, so top five pieces of battle music in release order. And I'm actually going to start off with a, not a controversial choice, but I think the version is going to be somewhat unexpected to some people. I'm going to go with decisive battle from final fantasy 6 but i'm not going to choose the version from final fantasy 6 i'm going to choose the version from final fantasy 6 advance which i'd say is a lot lesser known and it's really hard to find good quality samples of it on the on the internet because the game boy advance output is not the best for recording things there are a very uh a small selection of YouTube channels who have managed to kind of rip the game and then record their own samples from it, which is very commendable. And I really appreciate the fact that you've done this because if anyone's listened to the Game Boy Advance version of the uh, Final Fantasy VI, they will know that it doesn't sound the same. And the one thing I'd say about it is that it, it, it it's a bit jarring to start off with. But once you kind of give it a chance, I've personally found that I really enjoy listening to the Final Fantasy VI Advance soundtrack 
because it's so much more punchy and like uh, sorry punchy and like really gritty and with the bat with the battle themes especially um there is just this really kind of guttural feeling to them like the bass is just so hardcore and driving and i think compared to the snes version it just really amps you up and just gets you ready for the fight that's to come and I really like this piece of music in general because of the segmentation it has, like the whole beginning part of it. It's a really good twist on the typical beginning that Uematsu would use for his uh, battle music and boss battle music. And then it goes like it's a really long introduction. Then it goes into, I guess, the more uh, traditional Uematsu pattern of like the do 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 do, which so many of his earlier battle themes started off with. But it also has lots of melodic uh, development with the strings, and it's also incredibly fast paced as a piece of music there's no real time to rest and it kind of just keeps going up and down lots of builds and fades and there are so many different elements that really help it to to really stand out and i think compared to all of the earlier boss battle music from like final fantasy 1 through 6 this one really showed the culmination of what he was looking to achieve i know there are some really great pieces like in 5 i think um like one of the ones that appears just before the end boss battle theme is really good. Uh, it's, 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 there's a lot of um, uh, development and, and kind of uh, setting the scene in that piece. And obviously Battle on the Big Bridge is another classic one. And if Lauren was on the show, she would have definitely picked uh, Battle on the Big Bridge with her preference being the arrangement from Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two's DLC battle with Gilgamesh. But I think, yeah, this decisive battle uh is is definitely one of the the probably in my opinion the best battle theme from the earlier games and now i know there's going to be some people thinking wait what about dancing mad daryl well i have to confess dancing mad even though it gets a considerable amount of love and adulation from large sections of the fan base i guess it's never really resonated with me that much i i don't know i just don't know if it's just too long or like i have a real um penchant as you probably will notice as i go through this list for like um like piece boss battle music that has kind of uh, thematic development in it and if if it doesn't have that or if there's like there has to be some kind of catch to me to to really get me into the mood really get going and dancing mad i don't know there's just i, I don't know why but there's just it doesn't appeal to me in the same way that the other ones on this list do. And I'm also going to make another slight uh, um, thing here that's going to maybe wrangle some people up, is that I'm not going to include any pieces from Final Fantasy VII either, specifically Woming Angel, because, again, I I think it's a decent piece of music, but not to the point that people put it on. But also I think that is due to, I guess not the pedestal people put on, but I think that's due to how I listen to it. So... I know a big part of Womanged Angel is the 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 choir, them singing Sephiroth all the time. When I played on PC, that choir wasn't there, um, so to me, it was just another piece of battle music that was was decent. I, I actually, if, if I'm talking about Seven, I would prefer Birth of God, the one that comes just before that. I think that's like a much more driving piece of music to me. I really like the organs in it, and um, like Still More Fighting is is obviously a classic, but I think the next piece that I'm going to talk about is from Final Fantasy VIII, and it's the extreme. And to me, this is probably up until that point. Um, if we're ignoring the the adulation that Dancing Mad and and uh, One Winged Angel get, to me, this was like the best end boss theme uh, that Uematsu had done to that point. 
And I know there's going to be some people just kind of falling over and, and going like, Daryl, what are you talking about? You're mad. You're insane. But but hear me out for a second, because I think the extreme really encapsulates the shift that Square were going for around that time. Uh, we know that when the Final Fantasy VII uh, soundtrack was being produced, that uh, Sakaguchi and Kitaze had really pushed Uematsu to go for a more cinematic and or- orchestral score that integrated into the events that were happening on on the screen much more than he ever had done before. Most of the time, especially pre six, uh, Uematsu would often be working in isolation. He wouldn't really have any say in the music that was produced. He would just like create a suite of music, and Sakaguchi would be like, "Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no." Six, they uh, Kitaze changed that a little bit. He um, allowed Uematsu to uh, get involved more with the development, so he had more of a say in the music uh, and, and more of an understanding about how and why the music was going to be used. But with Seven, they really pushed for him to create something that was a lot more cinematic. And I feel as though they carried that theme on with Eight. Uh, they had a lot more orchestral music in Eight, um, and they integrated it much better with specific scenes. Obviously, you have like Libero Fatale, which is a, a classic. The Landing was another one that was very, very integrated into the scene and how the scene was panning out. And to me, the extreme, when you're talking about the battle music, that was fully integrated into the scene and the music was purposely used to build up and integrate everything that was going on. It has such a long, pensive build up, integrating like different sound effects to to highlight what was going on in the transition between the battle um, against like Ultima Seer and Griva um, into the, the, the final version of Ultima Seer. And like after that long, pensive build up, you then have like the bam, you know, it's it's go time. Here is the classic Uematsu start to the battle that you'd expect with the do 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 like it's it's all there and then it just kind of builds and builds and builds until you get a break around like the two minute thirty mark where it integrates the sorceress theme before them kind of looping back to the beginning. But then the the slight it's a different version of the beginning, uh, but it's got a lot more intensity and it just kind of keeps looping around. And to me, it's just the way it integrates into what's happening on the screen. It was just, it was so great. And I just remember being blown away by it at the time because it's such a good piece of music. After that, though, I'm going to take another huge leap and skip out a load of kind of venerable Final Fantasy games. And I'm going to skip to 13 part two. I'm not going to have Battle on the Big Bridge in, in Lauren's Honor. Instead, I'm going to have Caius's theme. This was composed by Naoshi Mizuta, uh, who was the principal composer essentially of Final Fantasy XI after Kumi Tanioka and Uematsu had moved away following the um, original soundtrack. And this piece of music took me by complete surprise. It had such a different tone and theme compared to all of the other pieces of music that you'd heard on the soundtrack at that point. And anyone who's played 13 Part 2 or 13.2 uh, will know that I mean, like, it's all over the place in terms of stuff. Like, you've got kind of, like, more techno music. You've got, like, heavy rock music. You've got a lot of vocal music in there. The, there's rap music as well. And then you you go into this battle with Caius, and you get this massive, massive full orchestral score. There's an intense choir. And, like, if if ever, like, I... There are so many different character themes and different elements throughout all of the soundtracks. 
But this theme to me is just, it is Caius through and through. I, I can't really think of another theme that suits anything as well as this one suits Caius. The orchestra, the choir, there are so many rises and falls that happen throughout the whole piece. And if you if you have the chance to to listen to it uh, like after the podcast or whenever you can, maybe take a pause and listen to it now. When it gets to that one minute 30 mark, there is kind of a break. And it just goes into this massive sweeping, like it's just an eargasm. And even like when I was doing the prep for this and writing down some notes, just kind of refreshing my memory of these things and getting the timestamp in there for you guys. Listening to this piece of music now still gives me goosebumps every single time. And I can't say that about too many pieces of music in Final Fantasy or otherwise, but Caius's theme, there is something about the way that Mizuta just composed it that just resonates with me so much. It is such a good piece of music. And if you have not had the chance to play 13.2 and um, have the opportunity to listen to the soundtrack, definitely go and check out Caius's theme and just sit back, close your eyes and just listen. It is just, it's not that long. It's about three minutes, I think, um, which is kind of short by modern standards for a piece of boss music or um, or, or similar within uh, Final Fantasy. But it's it's three minutes of just bliss i'm going to follow that up though with another another modern adaptation of uh boss battle music and this is from final fantasy 15 which featured some i should say fantastic pieces of battle music and boss music there are so many in comparison to previous games but with bosses you've got obviously nvidia which is the one that plays against arane you've got apocalypsis noctis and aquarius which plays against the the big summon battles you've got ravis eterna which was a really great piece of music but then capping it all off you have hellfire without getting into spoilers this is what played as one of the final pieces of uh boss battle music i'm not going to say who it was against but it was composed and arranged by yoshitaka suzuki and he used compositional elements from other pieces of music that shimamura had composed for the rest of the soundtrack and to me it highlights all the good that there is in final fantasy 15 there are so many different phases in this piece of music and they are all planned out to perfection and the the part that i really love probably more than anything else is at the four minute mark. The 20 seconds that follow that four minute mark are the best part of the entire soundtrack, in my opinion. It is so good. And the bit that follows that as well, like where that is kind of a transitional phase, it goes into this huge sweeping uh, string section. And then the bit that follows that is this really upbeat change of pace. And it like it's just designed to really push you on to finish the end of that fight uh, with a, uh, just a, I don't know, just so you can just, it, it puts you in the zone, essentially, I guess, is what you could say. And it just, I, I must have listened to that piece of music so many times. It's like seven, seven minutes long, but just looping it around is, it's so great because of how it all integrates to each other. When you're playing the actual boss fight, obviously it doesn't take like six or seven minutes. It can take a lot longer. But even still, the way that the music transitions from section to section, depending on how quickly or slowly you're going through the fight, 
is so great and um even if you just want to listen to the piece of music in isolation or you're getting engrossed when you're listening into it during the boss fight then um yeah it's it's probably one of the best pieces of music on that soundtrack in my opinion and yeah those 20 seconds just you can't get much better than that my last piece of music and sorry this is going very very quickly um apologies i am trying to yeah be mindful of time but also mindful that i would i do want to keep talking to you guys as much as possible but my final piece of music is from the final fantasy 7 remake um it was composed by yasunori nishiki and um, I can't remember what else he's done, actually, but I know the 7 Remake had such a huge variety of composers. I think in total, when you look, when you total up the composers and the arrangers, there were, I think, 21 different individual individuals who contributed to the soundtrack in some shape or form. Um, and uh, Yasunori Nishiki did a fantastic job with a piece called Ghoul. Now, I know that the 7 Remake has some other um, really, really, really well-known and recognizable boss themes. There are very many based around the the traditional um, battle theme. You've obviously got different variants, like Rufus is one. Um, there's Genova, which has had a lovely transition in it to the, the kind of old school Genova theme as well. You've got the uh, redone One Winged Angel, but I and I know it's going to be weird that I have picked Gaul because it's pretty unconventional. It actually plays against uh, when you're fighting against the Gaul in the the um, the train yard. And I'd say that, like, it's on on face value, it's probably not the best boss piece in the game. But I've picked it because at if you can be patient and you can wait until five minutes, 14 seconds in that piece of music. There is. And just it's just amazing. It, the, what what happens it just kind of builds up it builds up the battle music just keeps going to this huge crescendo and it goes into a sweeping melodic section and again it's it's so great and you've probably gathered by now that when it comes to boss battle music i really love it when there's like a big build up and then it just kind of fades away and goes into this huge kind of like string or or a choir where it's just like a big melodic section because to me that's what really um like gives the piece of music its personality it's what tells you about what's going on it's why it's what makes you care about it uh, in my opinion because yeah you can have great percussive elements you can have great ostinatos in the background you can have all these different elements but there needs to be something that really like in the piece that just stamps itself on you and says this is what i'm about and to me a lot of these different pieces of music that i've picked have that element that are like incredibly memorable that you can just say like, yep, I know exactly what that's from. That's from this fight against this person. And I remember it vividly. At, and the music obviously is there to to do lots of different things. It's there to enhance the experience. It's there to um, sometimes kind of fade into the background. Uh, it's obviously used to invoke different emotional responses for you to make you feel pressured, to make you feel tense. But it can also be used to um, make the experience memorable in a positive way. And to me, the pieces of music that I've that I've uh, picked out managed to do all of those things. They they do like heighten the situation, but there's but but using these kind of melodic sections, they help to give you a small break in the experience. Um, it doesn't have to be mass intensity the entire time throughout the be- the boss battle. There are points where 
you do want to just take a small pause and and think about something else or you know breathe it because sometimes these boss fights can last for a considerably long period of time and like yeah just you need that small mental break to just say like oh something else is happening in the music Uh, that's like a cue to just kind of unwind take breather like you've got this and um yeah i feel as though a lot of the pieces of music that i've pulled out uh seem to do that so yeah they were my five pieces of battle music that um have really impacted me over the years and um some interesting choices i hope you'll agree uh some some choices that i'm sure that will will um not rile people up but i think that there's some prize some surprises that uh about the emissions i'm sure but yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed my small look into the boss battle music the motivations for why i picked them and um and why i think they're they're really good uh, additions to the final fantasy franchise um it's also great to see um like especially hellfire it really put um yoshitaka suzuki on the map for me as a composer and i know that he's worked on metal gear stuff as well he also worked on the seven remake on different tracks and um i'm really i always look forward to anything he's doing now especially because on 15 he also did hunt or be hunted which is a great piece of battle music lauren absolutely is obsessed with hunt or be hunted and um and yeah so uh hopefully next episode we're much more back to normal that's going to come out on the 22nd of december it's going to be our christmas episode yay pre-build up to christmas um but yeah until then be sure to check out all our old episodes on finalfantasyunion.com and if you enjoy what we do despite all our struggles please feel free to support us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion for now though this is daryl saying goodbye this has been a finalfantasyunion.com production 